Welcome back to the show. We are hitting the home stretch. We're going to take our time with this. We're going to ease into this like a lukewarm bath. Maybe just a hot, not a hot, too hot. We're not going to scare people, but we have Doug Force here. Um, and welcome, Doug. Um, you're, you're making a film called The Myth is Canada. I am. And uh, well, We are, actually. I shouldn't say yeah, I am. Yeah. What's your role uh, with the film? Well, I, I was the one that kind of did all the research, pulled all the research together. I actually stand on the shoulders of giants when I say uh, I pulled all the research together. There was a, a wonderful gentleman um, that did a lot of the work uh, here in Canada. He died this year, passed away in April or May of this year, Eldon Warman. He had a, had a wonderful website called Detax Canada, where I, I read on Detax Canada many years ago now, um, he had what they called the Walter Cool letter up there. And Walter Cool was a backbencher. Yeah. in, uh, in uh, Ottawa in the 1920s and 1930s. Yeah. And he wrote a letter, very famous letter, to René Levesque in 1976, mm -hmm. when René Levesque was having a, a big thing in Quebec for the, for the PQ. They wanted to do a, a big uh, uh, separation. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he wrote a letter saying, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Levesque, you can't have a divorce without first having a marriage. Canada never confederated. You're already a sovereign nation. So René... <laughs> He went to Ottawa to yeah. see Pierre Elliott Trudeau, and he went into the office of Trudeau, and he, and he threw the letter at him, and he said, read this and tell me, is it true or not? And Trudeau read the letter, and he said, yes, it's true, but you shut up and go back to Quebec. Here's two big suitcases full of money. Now piss off. Is that what really happened? Yeah. And Trudeau knew that? Trudeau knew it. Of course he knew. All of the premiers, all the prime ministers know it. But uh, René Levesque uh, had the referendum anyway. Well, he did the referendum, but in order to continue the myth going yeah. on that, oh, we need to separate from Canada, the reality is that all they had to do was hold a constitutional convention, yeah. seat a de jure government, and they're done. But why didn't they do that then? Money. Money and power. Okay. So they wanted to maintain the power structure that they had in Quebec yeah. by continuing the lie of the, the separation. I see. And then in order to tax the Quebecers so they could in, enlighten them, or build their own bank accounts. And that's, you know, I, I was just mentioning, I had a conversation uh, with Nicole Lebresser over the weekend uh, in Montreal, and uh, the one thing that I, that, came, that I got out of that conversation is like, why are we paying taxes? Why aren't we getting dividends? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Well, that's because we're not a party to the contract. If you read the, the Constitution Act of 1982, um, in section, I think it was 19.1 and 19.2, it only applies to members of the federal government and members of the provincial government. They're the party to the contract. So they're the only ones that can actually get paid. Hence, the myth is Canada. Okay, what's going on here, Doug? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what's, I, what's happening? I, asked, I asked a simple question. In 2017, we're celebrating 150 years of confederation, are we not? It's yes, all over the place. They yeah. had big parties this summer. Yeah. And they say in 1867, the British North American Act caused Canada to confederate. Right. In 1889, the Interpretation Act that was created in the UK said that Can the Dominion of Canada was a colony. So how can we have confederated in 1867 and be a colony in 1889? Well, then we had the Statute of Westminster. Correct. Right. That ended the British North American Act. But prior to that ending, mm -hmm. they did something very, very uh, smart. Queen Victoria, um, she wanted to end the monarch of Canada, and in 1893, 
they did what they call the Statutes Law Revision Act, which uh, took out the enacting clause from the British North American Act, but also more importantly, it took out section two of the British North American Act, which said that there was a monarch uh, in perpetuity through heredity. It eliminated that. So in 1901, when she passed away, the monarchy ended in Canada. So I asked the question. Okay. In 1982, when Pierre Elliott Trudeau went to England, what queen was he taking the Canada Act to? Because it certainly wasn't the Queen of Canada. We hadn't had one since 1901. So, uh, wow, so many questions. Uh, where do we begin? So. Um, um, so we're not a, we're not part of the monarchy. No, ma'am. Haven't been since 1901. So why do we pretend that we are? Oh, the whole idea is um, in 1931, yeah. when the Statutes of Westminster was put through, it ended the British North American Act, and it allowed Canada to confederate, to go to the will of the people, mm -hmm. to turn around and hold uh, 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 either constitutional conventions or conventions for confederations in all the provinces, mm -hmm. and then confederate to a federal authority. And the powers that be in Ottawa and in the UK didn't want that to happen simply because it would have eliminated their power structure. It would have taken all that they had thought they worked for over the years in, in, in putting their criminal activities together, uh, it would have taken them all away because once you put the power back into the hands of the people, those that are in power then would have lost it. And so they continued to have the illusion and, uh, uh, that we had confederated and that we were a constitutional monarchy, et cetera, et cetera. And if you, if you, if you actually go to the website of NephilimFilms.com and go to where our uh, project is, there's a timeline on there. And we go into explaining what happened after 1931 and the various iterations on the British North American Act that they called the Constitution Act of mm -hmm. 1939, 1940, 1942, 1965, 1971, et cetera, et cetera. But they all were just the British North American Act that was a dead document. But it was there to, as an overlay to pretend that we had done what they say we had done, which was a lie. Okay, so, uh, so the, the ex that existing power structure, and you mentioned criminal activities by the power structure? Well, if it's an illegal and unlawful uh, uh, overlay that they've done to us, they're even, uh, <laughs> I remember um, Harper when he was government in, a few years ago, yeah. mm -hmm. he was in an interview in Calgary and he, he made claim that the federal government is a de facto government, which means it's an unlawful and illegal government. Mm -hmm. The Governor General just recently, uh, the one before the one that's in there now, she made it very clear that she was a de facto head of state. <laughs> Nobody even really knows what de facto, de facto means, means unlawful and, and, and illegal. Wow. It means. What about paying taxes on your wages? We're not supposed to be doing that either. Okay. Well, if we get into taxes and so forth, it's going to be a much longer show than what we've garnered time for here. Right. But Yes, in, it, it, the simple answer to that is yes, you're absolutely correct that uh, taxes would be considered illegal here. Because but, it wasn't but, never ratified? Or? But still, it's not even illegal. But why aren't we getting dividends? We live in a wealthy nation. Because we're not a party to the contract. Once again, it circles back to the contract. The contract, the overlay that they call the uh, Constitution Act 1982, doesn't, uh, does not apply to us. It only applies to them. 
We them are being sorry. Who's them? The, the right honorables, uh, the the the, pol the politicians that sit in power today, and the, uh, the the permanent secretaries that are behind them. The permanent government that we don't vote for. You mean the bureaucrat, the bureaucracy, the high bureaucracy, level bureaucracy, the high level bureaucracy, the they, deputy they, ministers. Well, uh, Russell Rogers Smith. Okay. Um, actually, I have a quote from him. If you don't sure, mind, can I do it? Yeah. It says, "Never before have so many known so little." about so much. Now Russell Rogers Smith is a very interesting character because he was in the 1930s, in the 1930s he was the gentleman that created the three clauses mm -hmm. that Mackenzie King took to the UK that were then taken verbatim and inserted into the, or into the uh, statute of Westminster that allowed Canada to confederate. Okay. And by doing that we had the freedom now to do just that, to go on and become a sovereign nation, which, we, which the, the, the uh, mandarins, or the, as you call it, the bureaucrats, um, didn't allow that. They didn't want to lose their power base. Once again, we're just right. back to that. Okay. And so when they did create what they, they finally got to the point where Trudeau, excuse me, I'm sorry, went to, uh, went, created the Canada Act, took it to England, and had the Queen take it to a foreign parliament called the UK Parliament mm -hmm. and create the Constitution Act 1982, mm -hmm. which he then patriated mm -hmm. to Canada. Mm -hmm. Not back to Canada, but came for the first time. And part of that that you don't see in the regular documentation is the British North American Act. They, because the British North American Act in 1867 was never given to Canada. It was never run through Parliament. It was, uh, it was uh, done as an order in council. And it was used as the uh, letters patent for the corporation sole known as Canada. So, so we have the opportunity as What's the Canadians solution? or people living in Canada to really create a nation that we want to create. And, 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 you know, people talk about Canada, you know, like the United States, they took themselves, like they created themselves from the... Uh, from the British uh, monarchy, uh, or maybe not. That's but we were not talking about them right now. We're talking about us. Well, they had a constitutional convention in 1789, which they were 1791, where they created the constitution. Okay, so they did it. They did it, and uh, and they and that was from the people. And we have the opportunity now in Canada to, to really create a country that we want, and that could include we get dividends instead of paying taxes. Correct. Now. The, the, the movie that we're crowdfunding on Indiegogo right now to, mm -hmm. to make, not only will it contain all the evidence showing that Canada didn't confederate, Canada doesn't have a constitution, Canada is not a sovereign nation, but for the last half hour or so of the movie, we're going to explain to the people how they can actually hold a constitutional convention, seat a de jure government under their own constitution yeah. in all the provinces, right. and then if they so choose to yeah. hold a constitutional convention for those provinces to seat a federal authority properly. Yeah. And the three most important words of any constitution are, yeah. the, are, the, are the same ones that you see in the American constitution. The, the, the starting phrase is, we, the people. Yeah. Which we don't have here in Canada. Well, let's do it. Exactly. The question is, how do you overpower the queen? You, <laughs> see, the thing, the thing is that you're not breaking the law by holding a constitutional convention. They're actually being lawful and legal. If they were to come after you, you have remedy against them because they're unlawful and illegal. And you don't use their courts, you'd have to go to the World Court at The Hague.
And also, we're not overthrowing anybody. Exactly. We're just asserting our natural human rights. Right? Where's the Correct. world court? In the Hague. Okay. So what Palestine is doing right now with Israel. Yeah. They're, they, they, they're looking to take them to the world court because Israel is having Can a we trust the world court, though? Like, who, who says, like, I didn't feel like who's in charge of the world court, right? Well, exactly. Isn't that kind but of like the at UN? least it's a remedy that you can go to yeah. if, you, if you're having a problem. And it's there for that. That's what it's designed for, whether it actually fulfills that obligation or not. Well, okay, now I'm going to ask you a question, Doug. And, and I don't know if we want to go there or not, but because um, I hear these rumors uh, about something like it's the Vatican that's really in control of all this stuff. Is that uh, accurate uh, or...? Actually... You can you could go back in time, and I'll give you a teeny bit, bit of history lesson. Yeah. In 1209, there was a king called King John. In Britain. In Britain. Yeah. And he was Catholic. Mm -hmm. Part of the William Everybody the Conqueror line that, at that yeah. time. And he created a little law called the Law of Mortmain. The Law of Mortmain said that anybody who passed away died in his, under his realm, and they decided to give their property to the church, mm -hmm. that it would automatically come back to the king and the crown. He got him excommunicated from the church. Okay. So in 1213, he was not doing too well. He was rather, rather sick. Mm -hmm. And so he created what he called the Oath of Fealty, what was known today as the Oath of Fealty, giving all of England mm -hmm. and Ireland in perpetuity through heredity to the Vatican and the Pope. So Just so he could uh, have his soul looked after. So then they, re they allowed him to come back into the church. Uh -huh. So if he passed away, he wouldn't be spending eternity in hell. So they recommunicated him back into the Catholic Church. But in doing so, he became management over the British Empire and not the owner. The owner became the Catholic Church and the Pope. And so to answer your question, yes. But then we have Henry VIII, right? And that's a whole... Henry. I mean, people say, when did Britain really separate from the, from the Vatican was with Henry VIII. That's well, common. I was, at, I was actually Cromwell. Uh, the Roundheads did the separation under William and Mary, and it became the Protestant uprising that yeah. actually revolted against the church, and then the, the last Catholic uh, moniker was, was in that time frame. By the way, in 1694 was the very first time the central bank was created. It's called the Bank of England. Mm -hmm. 1694 was chartered by William and Mary. Mm -hmm. So that's where we got central bank string. <laughs> so what, I mean, what, I mean, I've heard rumors like that even some of our tax dollars go to the Vatican, or even uh, the United Church is really still an eight, uh, a sub church of the Vatican Church. You could, and like I say, you can follow this all the way all the way back to twelve thirteen at the Oath of Fealty, where yeah. the British Empire was growing and growing and growing, and it, and it covered the whole world, mm -hmm. and. The one thing that they always did is that they paid the, the Vatican their um, tithing twice a year mm -hmm. to this day. To Vatican, this day. To this day. The and Vatican the, still gets its money from the British Empire. Including mm -hmm. Canada. Including Canada. In other words, when you're paying tax dollars in Canada, some of that's going to the Vatican? Correct. Is that really true? That's I mean, it really sounds true. hard to believe. It's right there in the Oath of Field. Who's at the top in the Vatican? Who are the top key players? And what have they, uh, they got up their sleeve? It, well, the Pope is usually the top, and there's the Red Hats, the Cardinals, the group of uh, that elect their Pope. And the Jesuits? What about them? 
there's all kinds of different sects within that. Now we're going to get into a whole different thing. Okay, we don't have to get into that. I, let's, let's say that that's for another a, That's another show, by the way. That's, yeah. a, that's at least an hour. That's yeah. a different show. Yeah. Well, let's, tell us about the movie. What, what do we, what do we uh, have to look forward to learning in this, in this film? Like, what is the nitty-gritty of this, of this movie you're making? Well, if you look around today, you, you, you know, there's a lot of problems with immigration going on and how Mr. Trudeau is, uh, is just allowing everybody and their dog to come here without actually consulting the people. Right. If you look at when he was swore in, he, he, his oath was to the Queen, period, mm -hmm. not to the people of Canada. Mm -hmm. And wow. so all his government officials that were sworn in all swore to the Queen. Well, the Queen has nothing to do with Canada. She's a foreign uh, uh, monarch, yet they're working for her to the detriment of the Canadian people. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. And so how, that's why the movie is so very important to understand how we came to that position. And I br touched briefly on it in 1982, 1931, et cetera, et cetera. We go into much deeper detail within the documentary itself so that people come away with it going, aha. Today we're just cutting, cutting the tops off of mountains right now <laughs> in, in, in the explanation of the Coles Note version yeah. of what's going on. So we're going to have to, I mean, everybody watching this right now is really going to have to uh, have a look at the movie when it comes out. Now, yeah. how well, long do you think the movie will be? I expect it to be about 90 minutes. Like a full-length Well, full-length feature film, yeah. and, and then uh, possibly even a little bit longer, depending upon how much in-depth we go into the solution side of it. If we're a half hour on the solution side, then it'll be 90 minutes. If we're 40 minutes, it'll be 90 minutes plus 10, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah, yeah, very cool. But, oh, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. What were you well, I was going to say, uh, people, they can go on to the Indiegogo site yeah. uh, that we're, we're, we're actually crowdfunding this, and, uh, and we have some great perks out there for people who mm -hmm. want to kind of jump on board and help us get this money together to put this movie together. Okay, cool. How much money are you looking for to make it? Make the film. Well, we're looking at 500,000 Canadian, yeah. and that'll take us pre-production, post-production, and uh, uh, or pre-production, production, post-production, post and then out. Hopefully, we can get it into a uh, uh, like a TIFF or yeah. a World uh, uh, Hot Docs or something. Yeah, along this those is going to have to be. Some, this is really going to be a must-see for everybody in Canada, at least, and it's Absolutely. probably a good lesson for people in every country around the world, I would think. Exactly. What's going on in Cantalone, Spain, right now, with uh, with them wanting to have separation from their consti supposed constitutional government? Um, who says that you can't exit a contract? Well, the, can the 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 Madrid government says Cantalone can't exit the contract. It's what Abraham Lincoln said to the Southern States in mm -hmm. 1861 or 62, mm -hmm. where he said, "You can't leave." Mm -hmm. And he sent his military down there and said, "You can't leave." <laughs> Yeah. That's the, the war of northern aggression. Wow, okay. So um, any idea, I mean, I guess it's probably hard to say, but uh, any idea when people might expect to see the finished film? Well, if we're successful in the crowdfunding, um, I suspect that we would be able to do our first release of the film uh, September, uh, August, September of 2018. Mm -hmm. um, I've got, basically, I've put together um, the timeline which is uh, the blueprint for the movie itself. Mm -hmm. And I've been writing, um, oh my gosh, all the time, uh, f the dialogue that will go into the movie. Yeah. And so we're at pre-pro, we're pretty much ready to start scouting location and getting all that structure set up, including doing the uh, line production, um, et cetera, et cetera. 
and then we'll go right into production. We'll probably be in production February next year if we're... So it's written? You... Not completely. Yeah. Because there's the... It's more of done through inspiration. Mm -hmm. Like I write, I'm, I'm not a professional writer, and so <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I might wake up at three o'clock in the morning, you know, where's my pad, and I'll write for uh, half an hour, yeah, yeah, and then go back to sleep. Um, or I'll write in the afternoon, or I'll write in the morning. It, 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 it just depends on when the inspiration comes and what it is that uh, you know I've been reviewing, because I review all the documentation, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's based on the research of the facts as Correct. they stand. Uh, so, you know, is it, so is it a documentary or is it Absolutely. A, yeah, okay. No, and the documentary being that we're documenting mm -hmm. all of the facts mm -hmm. by showing you in the film the uh, historical documents and the clauses within those, doc those documents uh, that prove what we're saying. It's all there. It's all in black and white. It just took me 12 years of research to find it all, now, pull, the, pull the puzzle together. Has, has it ever have people in the past, I'm just wondering, ever gotten close? Uh, because these documents, I mean, this story goes back to 1867 or, or 1209. Um, have, has there been a point in the past where people have come close to kind of exposing disinformation? Eldon Warman was probably the first one out of the gate here in Canada. Um, who He ran a, his website, Detax Canada, for 20 years mm -hmm. uh, with this, with with m almost all the information. Yeah. He was missing a few pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Uh, there was a gentleman by the name I wrote, read the quote from was uh, Russell Rogers Smith, and he was a party to all of this when it was uh, at the beginning. Yeah. Statue of Westminster, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now he wrote a couple of books, one in 1939, and a second book in 1965 called Ho Canada, and Ho Canada freaked the government out. Wait, uh, what? What year was that? 1965. Ho Canada? It's called H.O. Canada. Okay. It's in PDF. If you go onto the internet and you, uh, you go and look for it, wow. you might find it. I have a copy. I can send you a copy if you'd like. Uh, you can read it. It's about 120 pages. And he goes into the detail of what actually happened in 1867 uh, and all the way through up until 1965. He passed away in 1972. But he was there for all of it. He was Mackenzie King's right-hand man. Because mm -hmm. he was the one that wrote the three clauses that went into the Statute of Westminster for Mackenzie King. And he probably did the most in-depth um, study on that. Mm -hmm. But once again, with one or two things that didn't quite finish the puzzle. And so, like I said, I, I stood on the shoulders of giants in order to do the research on this. Mm -hmm. uh, these gentlemen are wonderful for me. There was uh, Arthur Bouchon, who was uh, part and parcel in the 1930s, who held the archives and so forth, and he wrote a couple of articles on this stuff, and he added a few pieces to the puzzle. Walter Kuhl was another gentleman. Mm -hmm. Walter Kuhl knew Russell Rogers Smith um, from that timeline. That's where he got the, the information from Russell mm -hmm. uh, to show that Canada never confederated, and that's why he was able to write that letter with authority to uh, uh, René Levesque in 1976. Wow, that's a cool story. Yeah. Now I haven't really looked at the notes here. That's okay. Is there anything that's in here that we should that you you really want to get out while we're doing this? Actually, we covered uh, with, without trying without getting too deeply into the minutia of the detail, which I'll leave for the movie. We've covered a lot of this right now in the, in yeah. the conversation that we've had here. Mm -hmm. So the bottom line here really is that Canada isn't what we think it is. That the government is illegal and unlawful. It's de facto, correct. 
and that uh, all the taxes are illegal and unlawful. That's correct. And we should be getting dividends instead of paying taxes. And we don't owe anything to the Queen. Well, see, the, the, <laughs> the wonderful thing is, is that Canada and the people of Canada, including the native uh, Canadian people, have been bamboozled. Is a is the easiest way to say this mm -hmm. for the last 150 years. Wow. We've always had the power. It's always been an our ballywick to seat a <clears throat> du jour government from 1930 onward. Mm -hmm. And the power of the pen is mm -hmm. always going to be mightier than the sword. Or All we have to do is take it up. Right. Or in this case, the power of the camera and the uh, lighting and the action. There we go. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's the movie, The Myth Is Canada. I don't know if we, I'm going to hold this up, but I think we got a high-res graphic, The Myth is Canada. And uh, so we're crowd, you're crowdfunding this on Indiegogo. We are. What is the Indiegogo uh, site that people can go to and uh, help make this happen? Well, I would suggest that people come to NephilimFilms.com yeah. and go through our website there. We have links to the Indiegogo site, but the NephilimFilms.com website has all the information that I've been talking about today in finite detail. We put up a timeline. There's uh, uh, all the documentation is noted in the timeline. The pertinent stuff is downloadable in PDF files. The Walter Cool letter is up there. Wow. Awesome. And the whole story behind Walter Cool and how that came about is up there. Wow. Wonderful. Um, and we have definitions for words that people, you know, they get caught up in the legal language and it gets a little um, trying sometimes where you think you know what the meaning of, of something that turns out to be I not know. the meaning of something. I know. I thought de facto <laughs> meant something uh, altogether different. I, and, that's a whole other story, but yeah, uh, nephilimfilms.com, and that's like nephilim e m. Oh, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's not spelt like a biblical nephilim. Yeah. This is a, if anybody <laughs> plays Diablo three out there, it's the hero in Diablo three. N e p h a l e m. A l e m. Oh, Correct. see nephilim. Films. Okay, why did you pick that uh, name? Just I wanted to, I wanted I wanted the uh, the hero. Yeah. I wanted it to be a hero of yeah. some some sort, yeah. and I. I've been playing Diablo 3 online with okay. people for years. Well, you years. are a hero, <laughs> and we thank you for bringing out this truth and this knowledge and for all your years of research, because we need people like you out there. So anyone who can support this man, please do. We need more but heroes this is, in this, this world. This is really an opportunity for every Canadian to be a hero, Themselves. and we can create the country in the image that we want as a truly independent country. And... Uh, get dividends instead of paying taxes. Exactly. <laughs> right? Canada is huge in natural resources, massive. Uh, we have more oil and natural gas than the whole Middle East combined. But, but, but not only that, we can be an example for freedom for everybody in the world. Correct. Right? That's why we need this movie to come out. And that's why we need to uh, stand up against the NWO and make sure that their plans do not succeed. Because we have the power. We, the people, have the power. But we need to be educated. We need to not vote. We need to not support these, these laws. And we need to stand up for ourselves. And we can create this revolution. But we need to be educated by people like this man. So check out his website and, and do what's right. Yep, nephilimfilms.com. Thank this you. has been great, Doug. Thanks for coming in today. Wonderful. Thank you both. Thank All you right. for having me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Looking Wonderful. forward to the film. Okay, I think that's it for Liquid Lunch today. What a great show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you all again the next time right here on thatchannel.com. See you then.